Hey friends, Jessica here from Palin Around, and I wanted to take a second to issue a quick content warning at the beginning of this episode. As you can probably tell from the title, uh, we are talking about streaming today, but in doing so, we do touch on some of the harassment and discrimination that comes with being a streamer or an online figure on the internet, really. Um, so we do talk about just different like discrimination. Uh, we talk about some of the racial slurs that Zombie has had to deal with um in her time as a streamer we talk about just you know body discrimination um discrimination against us as women um so just i just wanted to put that out there now um because it could be triggering for anybody who's had to deal with any sort of um harassment online or otherwise thank you guys so much for listening we hope this resonates as always and let's begin the episode Welcome to Palin' Around, the official Uppercut podcast. Here we'll be focusing on video games, fandom, pop culture, and how they all interact through the internet. I'm your host, Jessica Cogswell, and with me from Uppercut is our own lover of Lugia and supporter of Slime Rancher, Monty Velez. How are you, Monty? Lugia. When did I talk about Lugia with you? That's oh, wait. No, no, no. Oh, is it Lugia? I thought it was Lucario and I just fucked no, up. No, no, no. I love Lugia as well, but I don't oh. tell anyone that. <laughs> That's a giant fish. Yeah, he. Well, yeah, he's like a fish dragon sort of thing, right? Like he's. I don't know. His voice is just really sexy. Have you just have you seen Pokemon Two Thousand? It's great. Right. Yeah. Yes. You get me, dude. I was like Maybe eight years old when I watched that. I didn't understand any English. I just knew like, wow, that's a really good voice. It's a really sexy fish monster. <laughs> um. So. Monty's here. Uh, we've also brought on two fantastic guests to talk to us a little bit about their streaming careers. Uh, first up is an EA game changer, and you might recognize her from her appearances on Achievement Hunter, Kind of Funny, and of course, the front page of TikTok. The one and only Chloe Naylor, also known as Echo Clo. How are you, Chloe? Hi. <laughs> I am doing fantastic. Good. <laughs> you sound really happy to be here, but you always sound happy, so... Yeah, yeah. Why be miserable on the internet? There's enough misery. True, true that. <laughs> um, and next up, you might know her from her appearances on Spawn on Me, What's Good Games, IGN's Beyond Podcast, and Kind of Funny. Tonight we are graced by the lovely Zombie Kills, and how are you tonight? Hey, I'm just vibing, you know, chilling, <laughs> uh, kind of tired. You know, it's Tuesday. It's, uh, I feel like the week has been very long. Yeah, which is always, like, shitty to have to say on a Tuesday, right? <laughs> Tuesday, I'm tired. Uh, Can it be Friday? Well, you've been, and like we even talked about it a little bit before we started the podcast. You've been busy. I thank you. Shout out to everybody (laughs) in the games industry who's brought my loud black ass on their podcasts to talk about things that make people uncomfortable. Uh, Yeah, I've been very busy uh, weeding out racists from the games industry. Fuck yeah. Nice. Someone's yeah. got to right? Like, they've been sitting pretty for, like, the last 30 years, so. Yeah, yeah, or so, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I'm, I'm super stoked to have both of you on. And as always, Monty, I'm, I'm delighted to have you on <laughs> uh, with, with, yeah. your, with your Lugia love. 
Um, <laughs> but today uh, we are talking about streaming. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Zombie Kills and Chloe's respective careers um, and, and kind of like what it's been like navigating uh, that side of the industry as as a woman, as a black woman, um, and just, I don't know, the, the whole shebang, right? Um, and like, I don't, <laughs> don't want to focus this on like, I don't know, I don't want to be like a tokenizing weird thing where it's like solely talk about your experiences in this perspective. But like, I just think that it's important to talk about those and to share those stories and for people to be aware of how different people are treated and what their experiences are so um i guess my first question for whoever wants to go first is how did you get your start and what inspired you to start i'm trying to think i think the first game i ever played was viva pinata on stream that's amazing i, I love that that's very chloe i love this <laughs> it was it's like i was into a te- couple test streams see how i like it i'm like oh i love this and then like immediately bought like a camera and stuff like all right time to set this up that's super cool. Was there like was there a reason that you decided that you wanted to start? Or was it just like you had fun, so you were like, fuck it? Yeah, exactly that. It's like, okay, might as well. That's really cool. Cause I feel like usually a lot of people are like, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna get famous. <laughs> so it's like cool to just be like, you know what? I fucking love these pinata animals. I'm gonna do this. Exactly. And I got like a dragon for the first time on that garden. Oh, dude, it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> was it Lugia? <laughs> was it Lugia? <laughs> what's the Uh, cheat code i'd like to know (laughs) uh how long have you been streaming too chloe like when did you get your start i think i want to say like the first couple streams i did maybe like 2017 2018 time is nothing to me Mm. at this point that's it's only been like about a year now that i've been doing like regularly yeah yeah i say that's what i thought like i remember it being like a couple years ago you started out but it seems like you kind of like started regularly doing it and like hit your stride like a year ago exactly yeah yeah um and zombie how how about you what's kind of your history with streaming uh i've only been streaming for a year and i've only been on twitch for four months um so i started over on mixer um and i was just like a console streamer didn't have a camera or anything and uh I was kind of afraid of using a camera just because I didn't want to be roasted regularly by people coming in because I'm black and, you know, a plus-size human so, and a woman. So, like, I didn't use a camera until I hit 1K followers just to, like, kind of solidify my little space, you know? Yeah. And then uh, I did spawn on me this year in June um, and decided after I filmed that episode that I was going to just moved to Twitch because I was looking for a place where I could find an audience that reflected my person, mm-hmm. as in not a devoid uh, of interaction white audience, which is what I found on Mixer. Um, I moved over here with nobody, with nothing, with most of my colleagues, uh, my peers, I should say, I guess, at Mixer, scorning me for the move. And then Mixer shut down two weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, like, that lines up perfectly. I, I was wondering if, like, Mixer shutting down was why you moved or if you, like, nope, if there was nope. a different reason. I jumped, sh- I jumped ship two weeks earlier, uh, got shit from everybody because I was about to make partner. And, uh, you know, <laughs> that's <laughs> it just funny. worked out really well. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, I've only been streaming regularly and, like, consistently and with a camera and everything for, like, you know, a little under a year. So, and I just, uh, started out playing Fortnite because I really like Fortnite, still love Fortnite to this day. 
Uh, it has not changed. I've not fallen off. It's only gotten better. But I don't stream it a ton. Um, most of my content is chaotic, fat black content. I don't know, you know, it's about politics and how the lens that I view the world through and real life things that are going on, uh, you know, current events dealing with, you know, the government and politics and race and being a woman. I talk about sex on my stream. I talk about mental health on my stream. I, I kind of do whatever. That's awesome. Do you, is it just like a just chatting type format? Uh, just chatting tends to be a good place that we sit a lot, but I mean, it's literally anything. I mean, I'll get on and cook with my kid. Uh, if I'm feeling like it, I kind of just, I get on and I do whatever my heart really lets me feel like, because I find streaming to be a really good therapeutic outlet for me. So I kind of do whatever and I try to be super transparent. It's kind of my brand. And, um, I do whatever I'm feeling. If I'm feeling heartbroken, I'm going to get on stream and I'm going to cry with everybody until mm -hmm. I feel better. And, like, I just do whatever because I feel like people need to see real people. Yeah. Well, and I love that, too, because, I mean, it's like I said to Chloe a few minutes ago. I feel like there are some people and, – and they're not the people who I, I feel um, – <laughs> stick around super long um who just kind of hop on and think like oh this is like a, a, a way to make money you know what i mean like this is like just something that you can do so it's really cool that like both of you have this passion there like to be transparent to talk about these things or with chloe like just like to genuinely have fun and make like people's days a little bit lighter you know like that's that's super cool um and then zombie i did want to talk because like the camera thing like i'm a plus-size woman as well how did you how was the transition to using a camera? Um, it's just kind of was something I, I I got talked into, I guess, eventually by, like, all my friends and stuff, and I felt safe enough to do in that space. Um, Mixer was not a racist pile of filth the way that Twitch is. Um, mm. So, like, I, I didn't feel the pressure the same way. I just... It's just streaming is so hyper-competitive, right? And mm -hmm. it's so much at what we see at the top of streamers are... Very thin, very blonde, very white women. Uh, you know, they're right there with the white men. You know, they're they're not on the same level, obviously, because women are always always bumped down a couple notches, unfortunately. So we have to work twice as hard. But like, it's white men, and then it's white women, and then it's black men, and then it's us. So mm -hmm. I just um, I was just scared. And then when I finally did do it, it just took some like getting used to, I guess. And now you know, I can't imagine streaming without a camera but like on days i just don't feel like doing it i also don't feel pressure to do it because i feel like people are just there for me they don't care what i'm doing like i'm not locked into anything because i am a true like variety streamer i, yeah. I stream of a, a variation of content so they don't care if my camera's on or my camera's off my community is just full of dope people that are there to be cool no that's that's awesome um question for for everybody and monty like you've streamed before too like and and you've you've done plenty of streaming so this this goes for you too like i i do streaming sometimes well i'm actually i'm getting into it. i'm gonna be trying to do it regularly um but just like throughout the years i've done streaming whether it's on uppercut or my own or whatever and like there's always that like pressure for me like I'll try to be like, you know what? I'm not going to get – like I'm not going to dress up or do my makeup, whatever. Like I'm going to wear a sweatshirt on the stream. I'm going to just just kind of – I don't know, like dress down or whatever. And then I find that like 15 minutes before I'm like, oh, I should put on some fucking foundation and mascara. Um, is there like that that pressure, I guess, on women to look good on stream? Because I don't think like men – I 
I feel like don't have that same kind of thing there. So like, has that been something that's impacted you? Like your appearance? Oh, for sure. Like men can just roll out of bed and just sit in front of a camera and be like, okay, ready to go. I do that. And they're like, oh my God, you look like shit today. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to put on makeup. Except like, God forbid I ever forget to put makeup on on stream. Like I was like, I can't even imagine. Like, nope, nobody can see my bare face. No, thanks. Have you gotten shit for it at all? No, but honestly, I don't think I've ever done a stream where I haven't had makeup on. Because it's like, even if like five minutes before the stream, like, okay, time to put something on. Mm-hmm. Gotta dress up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't no. feel that at all. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, but that's also very much like, I don't know if y'all seen me, like I do face mask streams. Like, I'll just put on a face mask on Dead by Daylight Days on Thursday. Like, it looks like blood or, like, play masks. Like, <laughs> I yeah, like, I I don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to let people force me into whatever. Like, I love makeup because I'm a makeup artist and I like to look cute and shit. But, like, if you see me, every time you see me, I'm in a t-shirt. Uh, I, I just wear t-shirts and some most of the time I don't have on pants, if I were being honest. But, like, occasionally <laughs> I'm wearing sweatpants. But, uh... Yeah, I don't I don't feel that. I, I just don't feel it because the attainableness of what they want me to feel is so unattainable. I will never be white and thin and like super, you know, like I'm not going to be what they want. So fuck it. I'm just going to vibe out and wear what I want to wear. Uh, I don't even draw my eyebrows on some streams. I, I just don't care. I, I'm at the point where the people, the community that I'm trying to build as much as as we're pushing like acceptance and body positivity and inclusivity and shit, the people who are in my community aren't gonna say nothing about me not having on makeup. I'll, I'll wear come in with my hair wrapped up in a bandana and everything. I just don't feel that level of pressure because I haven't allowed it to seep into my community. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's that's nice. Um, and you know, I know you said like transparency is your whole thing, so it's really cool that that extends to like how you present yourself. Uh, Monty, I know you were about to say something. What were you gonna say? Oh, no, yeah, like, I I really love sort of just, like, zombies, like, just kind of a pull on, like, what she does for her community and the type of people that she wants to go in, and I think every time I've streamed from, like, the baby streaming I used to do by myself from, like, now bouncing around with, like, Uppercut, um, I've only done one stream without makeup, and that was me just putting googly eyes on my face the whole time, <laughs> um, and, like... It was fine, like, no one said anything mean, but it was kind of, it was very scary, like, beforehand, because, you know, even with, like, my 9 to 5 job, like, before COVID, like, coming in, I always wore makeup every fucking day, because if I didn't, I'd get comments like, are you sick? Like, oh, are you okay? Like, you look really tired. And I'm like, dude, no, I just, my eyes are this little because I don't have my eyelashes on. (laughs) This is just how I look, and, you know, getting those comments like that, I don't want to, like, sort of explain myself, because the minute I hear, like, oh, are you tired, sort of that ingrain of, like, oh, shit, do I not look okay, sort of, like, That's coded language men use to oppress us, like, it's coded. Yeah, yeah, and that still, like, bleeds into, like, the the streaming now, and now definitely, like, zombies take is sort of, like, what I want to go towards, too, because I've been doing interviews just, like, without makeup, and with my like hair tied up and it's been absolutely fine like no one says anything because they're decent human beings yeah i think most of the comments i got with not wearing makeup came from my retail jobs and i'm like 
okay, look presentable all the time. But at least now, I used to, like, want to, like, dress up, like, actually wear, like, a nice shirt. Now I'm just like, I'm wearing my pajamas. I'm not changing. I'm already putting my makeup. I'm not yeah, makeup's fucking expensive, man. You it know how much my foundation yeah. is? It is forty dollars, and I buy I'm that like bitch. once a fucking year. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I just think that like we have to be firm in those sorts of things to like temper expectations that people have of us physicality wise. Like if we're not, if if we waver from that type of shit, it just allows people to run through us and do whatever. So like. I get a lot of comments on Twitter and stuff where people want to talk about my weight. Like, yesterday I posted that I had a dream about hummingbirds, right? And I was like, I keep having a dream about this giant hummingbird. And this dude decided to open his mouth on the internet, y'all, and say, Oh, it's a big hummingbird? Well, you're not a size two, so it's probably about you. He oh said my God. That. He said huh? that, bro. He Excuse said that. Excuse me? Like, where, where does your head go when you think that? Excuse what? me? And yeah, where, like, oh my God. why did you think you were going to talk about my weight? First of all, I know I'm a fat motherfucker. Like, I know this. Like, please don't. Like, I know I'm fat. We can talk about it if you want to talk about it. Or you could just observe that I have a different body type than you and keep it fucking moving. But men always feel like they have to comment. And that's the thing about streaming is we're putting ourselves on display, right? We're mm-hmm. always putting ourselves on display. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to be selling ourselves to people and brands. And, um, uh, no. Just... <laughs> yes. We can opt out of that. We we can do that. And you can still be successful and still be true to yourself and your moral compass. And that is very much what I'm trying to achieve in this industry. I love that because I feel like that definitely it. Like, I mean, I for all of the, the like shit that I try to read or, you know, Instagram accounts I follow, like whatever you want to say, like I, it's so hard to kind of break away from that message of like selling yourself and being palatable and being what everybody wants. and like zombie earlier you said like what people want is so fucking unattainable um and it's just like there's like a hierarchy you know what i mean it's like you you brought up the fact that it's like at the top are white male streamers then white women streamers and then black male streamers and then black women streamers um and it's like and and then you have like you know like body sizes too you know what i mean or like ability versus disability and you know like of course like we're not (laughs) there's no way of like sitting here and ranking each one of these things um but there are all these different intersections and it just gets fucking harder and harder um and yeah it's it is unattainable so why kill yourself trying yeah that's how that's that's how i feel it's just exhausting i feel that way in life though i I mean i I walk around in a in a world that's dominated by people that don't look like me and that aren't the same size as me every day. And if I tried constantly to make myself feel small to fit into what they wanted me to fit in, I'd be exhausted. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and this, we can only, we can only, I can't even talk. This conversation, I guess, can go as deep as you guys want it to go. But I did want to touch on, like, I guess, harassment in the industry. Um, and if there's stuff you don't want to talk about, totally cool. If there's stuff that you do awesome um but i wanted to kind of get your guys experiences with that um i guess i i can sort of like start off um so with the industry per se so with video game industry is an entertainment industry if if we're being sort of broad and under the umbrella and i've worked in the entertainment industry for how many years like two three years now and it's it's 
it's very the dynamic is always there you feel it in the room whether you think you know everyone's very kind or not or people are settled or like oh you follow these people they sort of think the same way that dynamic is always still there um if that makes any sense but so yeah that dynamic is always there and you know there were instances of like oh let me just like buy you a drink at like an event or something when i like clearly am like on the job um, and that's, like, just not the most comfortable thing to do. Um, and I know I've told, like, Justice before, there are people who have, like, really weird, like, parasocial relationships. I think streamers and YouTubers and anyone who's just kind of, like, content creating with their face, uh, sh they struggle a lot with it a lot more than I do. My instance, it was only once. Um, there was someone in, like, a community that was just not good he would sort of just groom and at the time groomed me as a teenager and then kind of really bad shit came out about them in like an inner circle i think jess it was either you or andrew that told me um mm -hmm. about that really like terrible stuff mm -hmm. and you know it kind of put it to perspective and it took a couple years for me to even accept like oh oh, oh i was a part of that um even when you know, something is there, it, like, haunts you for a bit until it's like, oh, no, no, I need to, like, actually dig into this because I was also part of this issue. And then it kind of becomes scary, and that's why I, I'm very scared of still delving into this industry because I'm scared of that happening again. Mm -hmm. um, and it sucks. It really sucks because, you know, I, I meet people like you, Jess, and, and Chloe, and, and you, Zombay, who are really awesome and wonderful people, and I love for me to surround with just, you know, very strong and awesome people just like you guys but there's just some fucks who really like to ruin that and ruin that trust that i've built up for so many years um and that's why i keep you know everyone at arm's length and it sucks so that's sort of just my um instances of like just harassment and the parasocial shit from the industry in general Sorry, yeah. I like went everywhere. I was like, mm, let me say this without saying too much. <laughs> no, but it ties into everything because like a huge part of like Twitch streaming, you know, like the, the crux of all this is like the parasocial relationships. And it gets to a point where it's like parasocial relationships and kind of like being a friend to these people in your chat. Like obviously like like you, you got to do that to some extent, but it can mm -hmm. also bleed into like fostering weird feelings or people feeling entitled to you or your time um but yeah i i guess uh chloe or zombie did you have some things you wanted to talk about um yeah like i i'm like very open about like being single and like oh you know dating sucks and all that and you know we have like a thing going where it's just like man men suck and i talk about like tinder on stream but there was a guy recently who i apparently lives near me would always talk about like hey you should get on tinder right now it's like whatever surging time like okay like i'm on the app once a month like sure and then it just got to a point where he was just like hey if you want a boyfriend i can just drive down to you i'm like oh, nope all right mods and they just i have a wonderful mod team i'm very thankful for them that they, they keep most of that stuff at bay mm -hmm. so that's to see very know, scary when people say like hey i'm in your area or i live near you let's uh hang out yeah, it's like, just uh, like, no. Yeah, it just like makes you sweat. It's like not it's not a fun time. Well, right. And like I can only, you know, like imagine that that gets scarier as like kind of your like the viewership or like how many followers you have on Twitter. Like it's something that 
like I only have what like like a little over like 3000 followers but at like I started to think like within the last like year I'm like you know like I know of people who live around me and some of these people I know who live around me because like I I live in like the northern California area I'm not too far away from the bay like I know lots of people who live in this general area and I'm like I should probably be slightly more discreet with like my Instagram stories or like the shit that I post on Twitter about like not always having like my location out there Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that like the more that that happens or, or like the more you grow, like that's a real fear. And so like Chloe with like people knowing where you are and like this guy saying, Hey, I can drive down. Like that's fucking terrifying. And people, if you say stuff like that, don't do it. That's scary. <laughs> just don't. Yeah. That's why like, I never, I just say the nearest major city. Yeah. I live in Chicago. Sure. Yeah. Like right in the middle of the city. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right in the middle. You have to actually, uh, just, just drive to like the tallest building that's that's it (laughs) exactly (laughs) um but yeah uh, zombie how about you i mean where do i start uh i i i'm black i'm loud i talk about politics Mm -hmm. so you can imagine the type of like hateful things people say to me Mm um i mean i'm pretty used to it like it's been happening just from being on social media in general uh but i mean streaming there's not a stream that i have that somebody doesn't come in and call me a nigger there's not a stream that i have that somebody doesn't come in and call me a fat nigger i mean like i had somebody coming in like and clip my streams and clipping it nigger because i couldn't put nigger in it like oh god i i just i'm so used to it i guess it's I don't know, it's background noise at this point. Like, I really don't give a fuck. First of all, I live in Mississippi. If you think that that word's going to hurt me, you are wrong. I hear it all the time. But, like, I don't know. I guess I don't really care so much when the only thing that really started bothering me was, like, the more comfortable I've gotten with, like, just taking, like, a pretty selfie or something, like, feeling good about myself, the more sexually uh, creepy shit mm-hmm. guys feel like they can put on me on the internet, like... Now that, like, because they're so used to just seeing me in, like, sweatpants and t-shirts on stream. Like, I've been posting kind of, kind of risky, which they're really not. But, like, I've posted a couple, like, things to Twitter that I'm, I I felt like were so pretty and I felt so good and strong in them. Yeah, and then, I've like, seen them. You look so hot. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But then, <laughs> but then guys are like, hey, unsolicited, ungroomed dick pics. And it's just not mm. fun or fair. Uh and I don't know, it's just weird. I get people that do that a lot. Uh, I'm so transparent about that I will fucking flame you uh, mm-hmm. to death. And I will probably post them on social media that people have started to understand that uh, I just have a zero tolerance law for that type of stuff at this point. So it's definitely dumbed down. And it, and I don't play the, I'm just going to quietly ask my mods to remove you. I'm going to flame you uh, for filth. And I'm going to embarrass you. Possibly contact your mom if I can find her. Uh, you know, like, <laughs> I, I, don't care, I don't care. Like, I, I guess I don't care. And that's another thing. Like, a, a lot of black streamers, and you can find this if you talk to a lot of them, we don't have uh, a lot of mods. Like, modding for us is emotional labor because of the things that people are subjected to when they mod for us. So we don't really have a lot of people that volunteer to mod in our communities. Um it's something that we struggle with a lot. Uh, we've all talked about it because 
modding for one group of people is very different from modding for us. The mm. amount of hate, the amount of like scary things people say to us, it does take a toll on people. Every time I get a front page feature on Twitch, afterwards my mods in the Discord are like, God, that was horrible. I can't believe people said all that stuff. You know, like... That's so fucked up. Like... Every, every yeah. time. It's so predictable. But it's a big ask, uh, asking people to mod for people of color. So, you know, if you guys are out there and you're listening to this, and you have friends of color that need mods and you guys got time, you should do that for them. Uh, be a good friend. But it's it's really tough for us. Uh, so it's a different thing. <laughs> I wish that they just talked about me being a woman because I feel like I can handle that. Mm -hmm. But it's so many different layers uh, of my blackness or the things I say, especially in the games industry. Like a lot of comments and hate get directed at me because because I'm black and because I'm a woman, I'm immediately not allowed to be in this or exist in this field. And it's just kind of shit. Yeah. Um, well, I know what the hell I'm talking about, you know? It sucks that it gets to a point where like you're you're like desensitized by this. Like that fucking sucks you know well, that's like, america yeah if, yeah to be black in america is to be so angry all the time like yeah so i i don't know I, there reaches a point where you can let it consume you or you can let it fuel the fire so mm-hmm. i just like kind of chuck it in the it's like you know throwing some charcoal on the flames like let's just keep it moving that's kind of where i'm at like i just want to keep making these people mad and just keep doing as good as i possibly can to make space for people like me that's awesome yeah and it's like eventually these people are going to have to show like their whole ass you know what i mean and like they're the people who are going to get pushed out of this you know like more and more we see people being exposed for just all kinds of bullshit right like in the industry it's like i feel like you can't go you can't go a week without it and like it's great you know what i mean like it like you know there's that there's that anger and betrayal there but like more than anything it's like okay we are weeding people out we're making community that's stronger that's healthier and all of these like seats that were taken by these shitty mostly men (laughs) serial you know like these shitty people can now have different people diverse people um in them instead and that's it's really great yeah i i love to see it i i am feeling more and more comfortable in this space uh, by by industry people now i still don't feel accepted by audiences yet mm-hmm. but like i do feel more and more comfortable in this space and, I, and i'm very proud of all my friends who are making stride to make this space more inclusive that is awesome that's that's really good to hear um and i, I guess from here if we want to just talk a little bit more about I don't know. I do. Do we want to talk more about like the actual process of streaming, um, or do you guys want to talk more about like different experiences with this, like parasocial relationships or, or, or harassment or anything? I don't want to linger too long on it, if, you know, because I know it's kind of a negative subject. But at the same time, like it's important to talk about that shit and not just be toxic positivity all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's negative stuff, but like it's real stuff, and it has yeah. to be talked about. Um, you know, I want to trickle back into, like, sort of the industry being, uh, more, I guess, what's the word? Hmm, English, love it. I guess (laughs) pushing out, like, the bad in a sense, and, you know, doing that more this year than really any other year that I've seen since, Mm -hmm. like, kind of being around the industry and, like, you know, having social media. And it's funny to see, because I see a lot of, like, these, like, you know, 
so to say, bad gamers sort of just be angry, like, wow, can't go a week without, like, someone getting canceled. Aren't, like, the left fucking tired of this? And it's just like, dude, you're so close to getting it. Like, you're so fucking mm-hmm. close to getting it. Like, why is it that there are so many bad people getting outed who work in something that you love? Like, this mm-hmm. fucking close. But, of course, it's, it's so easy to to kind of be mad at, like, the streamers and content creators who are, like, shouting out, like, hey, this shit happened and this is awful. Um, yeah, it's it's exhausting. All of this is so exhausting. And, you know, I, I only stream just a little teensy bit, you know. I do what I can when I want, but for people who do career stuff, like you, uh, for you, Zombie and Chloe, like, I can't even imagine sort of just how, like, the mental gymnastics go with things going on you know what do you guys do in general when like you guys are essentially having sort of like a good day or a bad day of streaming so to say how do how's sort of like the schedule on that for you guys you know shit hit the fan for me back a couple years ago and i did more streaming on my own um there was this one particular person who was just very bad with boundaries and um would hit me up would like go on my instagram like message stuff on my instagram and would say shit like oh like was just there ha 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 like when i'm like out with my friends like you know on like 2 a.m at like a fucking club or something that was really terrifying and that kept me from like not wanting to stream for a couple months so instead i sort of just played games for fun and kind of just discorded with friends because I, i needed to be out of that but that's me where i can afford to do that there's you know again folks like you that you guys have to do this for your careers this is how you guys you know are making your your coin yeah that is it is a good question like just like bad days and good days like navigating that for sure i'll say this i i use so i use streaming as like cognitive behavioral therapy right like um i have lupus which i think a lot most people know but if you don't know on the show and you're hearing it for the first time like i have lupus so I get to be homebound a lot because I'm on like immunotherapy and chemotherapy medications. So this pandemic's been not unlike most of my, my existence right now. Um, but it's more scary, right? Because of the stress. And I don't know. I, I, my good days and my bad days are all just on display all the time. I, it goes down to transparency. I don't feel myself and I'm very grateful for it. I, have made a space in this space of realness, uh, of raw vulnerability, of me just being my person, whether it is joyous or angry or sad, hurting, uh, bad day or whatever, I just do it. I never apologize to my community for taking time off. I just say, motherfuckers, I'm tired. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't apologize to people for... Like, I'm not in the right headspace or I'm angry. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the other night. I was furious about the Breonna Taylor stuff. So what did mm-hmm. I do? I assembled a crew of black women and said, let's talk about it. Let's talk mm-hmm. about how mad and sad we are. We are so devastated. Our communities need to see how devastated we are. We can't cry in our homes. Um, we can't be sad alone. We have to let people know how much this affects us because we are Breonna Taylor. This is us um and it was raw we cried we talked we raged um and i do that always i did it with spawn on me where you guys first saw me from Mm -hmm. um 
I put all of my good and bad on display all the time. How mm -hmm. that'll work out for me in the long run, I don't know. But what I do know is that I'm not juggling a plate of exhaustion alone. I don't feel like I burden so many things. I don't feel like I'm walking hallways of these things alone. Mm -hmm. And that alone, like, helps me cope. It is streaming is become this wonderful coping mechanism for me uh, I feel like when I go live I'm live with some of my favorite people mm -hmm. and they will comfort me and they are my friends and they are my community that I didn't just get a bunch of people to follow me and subscribe to me because like it's dope to have fans I wanted to build a home uh, and that's what I've done in this industry for myself and I haven't been here very long you know I, I am a tiny streamer compared to like Chloe, <laughs> like uh, I, I, I'm small, but I, I love where I am. I really love where I am and I love what I'm building. So yeah, I just, that's how I cope with it. I, I cope by doing it. Um, I, I feel like there's not a disconnect for me. Um, I don't feel the need to be quote unquote on for my community. Like I'm not doing anything that drains me when I'm streaming, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. No, it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, guess yeah. if I had a persona, it would be different. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, true. Yeah. That makes it easier to not have like a personality you have to turn on and off because that's just emotionally draining. I honestly, I find, love fulfillment like streaming because like some days I'm like, I really don't feel like it, but I'm like, ah, you know, maybe I took, like, Friday off, and I haven't streamed all weekend, so I'm supposed to stream on Monday. I'm like, okay, it's been a long day, but then I do it, and I feel much better, because, like, fostering, like, a positive community where you can all just kind of, like, vibe and be like, hey, guys, I had a long weekend. Hope you guys had a great day. Let's just chill out, play some video games, and just vibe. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, like... I feel like that's just one of those things with communication in general. At least for I'm one of those types of people. Like I will dread phone calls or even texting people back. I can be so bad about doing it. But then the second that I start doing it, I'm just like, oh man, this feels like so. It's like nice to just have people there, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we're so disconnected right now. It's important. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, it yeah. just feels different. I think currently. But like, like I said, like I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to do something different, I guess, so I don't feel exhausted. Like, literally, I can just be like, hey, guys, uh, I stayed up super late making out with somebody. I don't got time <laughs> to hang out with you guys today. So, like, catch y'all later. And they're like, go do your thing, girl. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just don't feel – and I don't feel any – I don't feel, like, contractually obligated to people. I think a lot of streamers in, in the beginning, like, where I am – they get on this thing where they call it a grind, right? And if you're listening and you're starting out, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't call it a grind. Don't grind. Don't do 24-hour streams every every weekend because you just want to get your numbers up. Oh, like, yeah. one of the most best things that I could have done was uh, setting myself, like, a, a schedule that was so chill. Like, I stream three hours a night, four days a week. That's it. That's 12 hours a week, y'all. That's not a lot. Like, it's not. And I'm vibing. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm happy. My numbers are good. I enjoy my community. I don't feel stressed. Uh, you know, I've qualified to, to push for partner, which I'm not because I don't care. Uh, I mean, I would love to be a partner. It's definitely a goal. But, like, I also don't care because what's for me is going to be for me, whether it's now or six months from now. I just want to go when I'm ready to do things. And... I'm just kind of enjoying what I'm doing. And I think that a lot of streamers lose sight 
of like enjoying what we're doing and working towards all these goals that are a moving goalpost and you'll never get there. And to be very honest, 90% of streamers shouldn't be streaming. They're just people that like going live to hang out with their friends, uh, you know, which is different from wanting to have this as a career. If you want this as a career, you can burn out really fucking fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And guarding your your energies, guarding your yes, as us ADHD folks like to call it, is real important. Um, so, yeah, I don't push myself past my, my limits because of my lupus. Like, I don't push my body further than I need to. I don't push my energy further than I need to. And uh, nobody makes me feel like I'm obligated to. The only time I've ever felt like it is, like, when I was reading the qualifications for partners and I felt like all these hours and all these arbitrary things were dumb. But you can also just not buy into those things. Well, I'm like, <laughs> speaking of like making partner and shit, I feel like even if you do hit those things, um, sometimes it feels really arbitrary on who gets it and who doesn't. So. Oh, yeah. Believe me. <laughs> I was like, Chloe, I didn't want to like call you out there. Wait, or, like, Chloe, are you not a partner? No. What? The fuck? Requirements. Yeah. No, I've hit the requirements. I've had them for a couple months now and I've applied, but they give me like a dumb reason. So like. I don't get it. Welcome to the club, Chloe. Yeah. I've hit partner since my my seventh day on this platform. I've hit partner every time, like, the requirements. Mm-hmm. And uh, got really dumbass responses, too. So we can hang out together and be non-partner friends. Yeah, Like, you want to hang out and start, like, a non-partner? I was actually really <laughs> relieved, though, because, like, partnership seems very arbitrary you know i one of the things i'm shooting for chloe is to be an ea game changer that's like my big goal that's mm-hmm. I, I listed it on my big list of goals like i don't know partnership is gonna be what it's gonna be i know what it does for people now that i'm in this industry but i also know what i've achieved without it right so. yeah i mean both of you yeah it's like god yeah. you guys have like collectively <laughs> this year probably appeared on like every gaming outlet <laughs> i feel like um so yeah no it's I still got one big one in the bag, but I'm not going to say it yet. I'm not, I'm not going to say it. Well, have two big ones, technically. One's, like, national. But, yeah, I mean, I was Ooh. in Time Magazine this fucking year, y'all. I mean. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Like, what? Like, like what, what is life? But, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, and I don't have a check mark. So, I mean, that's just going, if you're listening and you're somebody starting out, like, don't, don't worry about this. What's going to be for you is going to be for you. Do you. Don't do the grind. Don't do the like, I'm out here on my partner grind, homie, blah, 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 blah. 24 hour stream, I'm gonna draw my eyebrows with jelly beans. Like, chill. <laughs> That's a chill stream I would fucking do. <laughs> chill. Like, I just, I see it and then I see the burnout. And then I see that they can't maintain. And then it, it's, it seems wild. And I've seen, you know, I've been friends with people in this just this year. I'm meeting people that are like, I don't know how you are where you are. I've been streaming for six years. And I'm like, I don't know, bro, because maybe because I'm just vibing. Like, I, I don't I feel like if you just go so crazy, you just burn all the, like, goodness and you're not enjoying it. Like, I wake up genuinely shocked that I'm still allowed to be in games after as much as I show up and swear on shit. Like, I don't know. I don't know how I'm here every day. Yeah. No, so. I mean, I, I think the same thing sometimes with – uh me opening my mouth as much as I do <laughs> I feel like hell even today being an example like I I feel like I'm somebody who is kind of like a whistleblower type and like I'm fine with that you know what I mean like that's I wouldn't want to live my life any other way um 
but it's it's one of those things I'm like, man, am I going to get blacklisted one day? <laughs> you know, it's it's scary. Um, and it's it's hard to to kind of navigate this space um, mm-hmm. when you're especially when you do have other things working against you when you're, you know, when you're yeah. a woman, when you're a person of color, when you're yeah. disabled, when you're you have, a, you know, when you're fat, like there's there's like all of these different things that can like or when you're mentally ill, like that's another thing, too, is like I'm sometimes very transparent about having BPD and how that fucks me up. <laughs> so it's like, you know, there's all these things that you have to like think about and, you know, at a certain point, like, I just kind of let go and don't care. But at the same time, there's, like, that pressure of, like, maintaining the brand or whatever, you know? I think I think that's, that's a big thing. I just think it's how much we decide to buy into it um, and knowing your value. Like, uh, it's something I've been working on with myself and with my circle of folks that yell at me, you know, uh, behind closed doors, like Ka and Rihanna and, you know, people like that, who like Andrea Renee, you know, and Brittany from what's good games and stuff like they yell at me you know like about valuing myself and and loving myself and they lift me up they uplift me and they let me know like not to let myself be taken advantage of or you know put the bar on the floor and i think it's important because people like me don't know how to navigate this industry we don't have people telling us what to do um uh, people who are newer into the game space. Like the other day I had to send somebody an invoice and I had to send it like six times because I've never sent an invoice in my fucking life. Uh, and I was so like embarrassed because I'd never done it. But why was I embarrassed? Like you've never done it before, bruh. Like if if it was a kid, we'd be patient and explain them and teach them. But like in this industry, instead we get snarky hot takes from every PR and community manager every five minutes about how dumb creators are when a lot of people just don't know. Mm-hmm. And everybody guards information in this industry and hides it behind paywalls because they're so afraid of how little opportunities they are for other creators, especially creators of color. We're so afraid that they're only going to pick two of us that, that people don't want to talk to each other about stuff. And it's just wild to me. So I've literally just been out here telling people everything I can, uh, sharing my knowledge with whoever asks me about whatever they want to know, um, because I am so blessed that I have people like Ka and Paris and Blessing and and stuff like that who are black and in this industry who say let me help you let me tell you what you need to do let me tell you how to do this because it's intimidating it's intimidating as heck to be new and you want to do well but you don't know and all you see are these things on Twitter where people are just any other job uh, complaining about your your clients you look like a jackass Uh, Mm -hmm. on social media they'd probably fire you right and i just find it really strange and i'll probably be blacklisted because i don't fit all the appropriate i don't know qualifiers for all these things i i am very honest i i am very like open um it's probably why i'm not on a bunch of pr lists and i just be floating my way through life but like i'm okay with that you know but i'm what Mm -hmm. i'm not going to do is not talk about this shit because it's messed up you're standing, you know? yeah, you're standing with your word, and that's that's something that, you know, I really look up to you, Zombie. It's, it's really, it's really great. You know, yes. this would be very nice, but Rusty's also crying in the background, so. <laughs> hey, buddy. That's, I'm, that's I'm very kind. too. It's just, it's just, it's just something we need to do with each other. Like, I, sh- I should be able to reach out to another creator and be like, hey, bro, like, could you help me with this? And us be like, hey, yeah, if I've got the bandwidth, let me help you out. Instead, half the time you just get people being so guarded and 
it's just so much jaded energy in the games industry that it's just such like I don't know it just gives me dry pussy energy I just can't stand it like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I just I can't yeah. stand it you know what I'm saying I, I get it yeah it's yeah. so it's so petty and just oh god mm-hmm. it's just it's petty it's small it's everybody thinking so small if we started thinking with bigger brain energy and we start combining our powers with people then we wouldn't be so undervalued especially women who have like a standing in this industry reach down and pull other women with you if you meet a chick you vibe with men help her out Mm -hmm. you know like right it's just wild to me that we don't do that because we're raised women in general we're raised to be so competitive with each other but that's a whole nother podcast but like you know what I'm saying? Like, we just need to fucking stick together. We need to be helping each other out. And white women, use your privilege and help out the brown women around you. Brown women, use your savvy and your cunning and your knowledge that we've learned from our, uh, you know, place that we're coming from. Help the white women around you so that they're not coming off as insane. Uh, like, <laughs> Fair. No, fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, fair. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. I'm just trying to help y'all. Like, uh, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I just... I just think there's so much we could all learn from each other if we would utilize each other in this space that women would be such a force if we could just figure out how to work differently around each other. And I'm not pushing the petty narrative of women don't like each other. I'm not pushing that narrative because I am a woman who loves women. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know plenty of other women who love and support and uplift women. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that these types of industries push us to those narratives and we need to shake that off as hard as we can. Well, it's the whole thing, like, I mean, and this is, like, politically even a thing, like, just, just just throughout humanity, this has been a thing. It's so common for the forces in power to make all of the people who are marginalized fucking fight because then they're distracted. Or if you make it right. feel like there's only so many places for them to fit, like, oh, you know, like, there's a hundred seats for all these white men, but for minorities, we'll, we'll give five chairs, now fight over it. And then it drives that competition and, and that anger and that desperation, and it, it makes a community where, like, people don't feel connected you know what i mean like and and they're all fighting each other when instead we should look and be like well how come you guys have a hundred chairs mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. yeah that's just where i'm at no it's good like and that's kind of like that's something that i've said multiple times like just working with uppercut um is like to me if i if i quote unquote made it right like if i got to the top whatever that is um I never want to be in that place without having extended my hands and, and like lifting people up with me, like getting to the top. If you're fucking alone and you've stepped on people and you've made the industry a more miserable place, um, it's not worth it. Like that's that's not something that I want to be a part of. Yeah. yeah. T. That's that's literally pretty much the whole reason I'm in this space and trying to take up as much space as I can so that. Whenever I'm done or people are done with me or they've decided that I'm too loud and they push me out, at least somebody else will have a little bit easier time pushing in. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It fucking sucks that that still has to <laughs> fucking happen. I, games, gotta love them, gotta hate them, I hate this it's, shit. What, what a wonderful time. <laughs> God. Yeah, I think that, I think that does wrap us, um... As far as this podcast goes, I feel like we we touched on quite a few things. Are there any final thoughts that anyone had, though, that they wanted to share? Dismantle white supremacy. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Don't be a fucking white supremacist. Yeah, let's just 
Also, if y'all don't vote, I'm not talking to any of y'all. Mm. Uh, whoever's listening, if you didn't vote, we're not talking to you. You can't. You can't go also, here. Also, mod for your black friends because I like what's. It makes total sense that that's a problem, and there's not enough people doing that. But it's like it's something that if you're white, you don't have to think about. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, I haven't. S- I haven't talked about it very much. I've started bringing it up to people, and they're like, "I literally never thought of that." I'm like, "Yep." Yeah, no, it's it's something that I didn't think about, and like now I'm like, yeah, like of course, of course, that's a fucking thing. So if you're if you're like me and you listen to this and you didn't think that that, you know, was an issue or whatever, um, it is. So so help out, you know what I mean? Be there for their streams and and be there to call out other people's bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Y'all are but, so cool. <laughs> you're so cool. Thank you for coming on, both of you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, of course. It's it's always good to just talk about, you know, this stuff with, with impassioned people and people who are making a difference in the industry and who are making a good difference in the industry. So I appreciate both of you uh, coming on here. Zombie, where can uh, people find you if they want to catch your streams or catch you on social media? You guys can find me talking shit on Twitter at Z-O-M-B-A-E-K-I-L-L-Z. Uh, you know, I'm either being mildly funny or extremely offensive to white people. So, I mean, it's, it's one or the <laughs> other. You can also find me on Instagram, taking close-up pictures of my face. You can find me on Twitch, Thursday through Sunday, 7.30 p.m. until uh, I, I might be cooking. We, we might be raging against the machine. We might be playing games badly. We might be twerking to Megan Thee Stallion. Who knows? You don't know what you're going to get. Mixed bag. Big black chaotic energy uh, every time we go live. And I'd love to have you if you are a kind, inclusive, intelligent being. Perfect. And Chloe, where can people find you? You can find me everywhere. That's Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Twitch at 8 p.m. Central on weekdays at Echo Clo. I am making, honestly what's the brand horny content all the time (laughs) i'm into it i'm into it perfect and monty where can people find you uh if you want to see me yell about being an immigrant working in america consistently and also really good recommendations to japanese noise bands (laughs) you can find me at fried monty on twitter and instagram and you can find me at Just Jess is Fine over on Twitter, Instagram, and Jess is Fine on Twitch. Uh, Pound Around is a product of Uppercut, which you can find on all social media at Uppercut Crit and UppercutCrit.com. If you'd like to hang out with the Uppercut crew, feel free to join our Discord. As always, the link is in the episode description. And if you like the show, be sure to rate and review it on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you just can't get enough, you can head over to patreon.com slash uppercut crit and toss a couple bucks our way to get it early or even get your name right at the end of the show. Just like these folks here. Quaker, Jordan Malcolm, Dale, Chris, a.k.a. Wheels, Jesse Vitelli, Eric Sapp, GameCrash.com, Adept7777, Tyler McCall, Optional Objectives, Michael Diaz Suarez, Kenneth Shepard, Lucas Lyon, Eric Jin, Eli Bergmoss, Adrian A. Rock Williams, Matthew Flowers, Andrew Sherman, Colton Crow, Sean Martin, Jesse Peterson, Jared Shu, DJ Kento, Cam Koenig, Quinton Hoffman, Abnormal Mapping, and Mikey Phillips. Thank you to all of our generous patrons for their continued support. And thank you, listener, for palling around with us. Bye.